You're listening to the Holy Hot Mess Mom podcast. I'm Heather, and I like to treat this podcast like we're just old friends sitting around in our jam jams with no makeup, a messy bun, and probably some sort of bodily fluid on our shirt from a child. In this show, we chat about homemaking, simplifying mommyhood, Jesus, and everything in between. This is a place where we embrace that life can sometimes be a crazy, beautiful, hilarious mess. I want to give you the encouragement, support, and some practical tips to help you thrive, even when some days you might feel like you're riding the Holy Hot Mess Express. So grab Grab a cup of coffee or wine if it's been one of those days. Relax, let's chat. Hey there, everybody. So before I jump into this episode that I recorded with Megan about kind of everything in life, but natural family planning and her upbringing and how in the world I raised daughters to be just like her, (laughs) I just wanted to give some updates. So this big, humongous Advent giveaway, which has completely blown out of proportion in the most beautiful Holy Spirit led way is now topping over $2,500 in goodies that we're giving away. And we're going to be giving away an entire themed group of goodies every single day for every day in Advent. And Advent this year is actually December 1st through 24th. So 24 winners, 24 days. It's going to be awesome. There's digital goods, there's physical goods, there's shirts, there's fitness stuff, there's jewelry, there's candles, there's beautiful artwork. I mean, anything you can imagine, we've got it. There is stuff that has to do with military stuff and secular and homeschool and and just Advent in general or the saints or pets or whatever. There are a million different things. And I think it's topping over 150 businesses are contributing. Like it's absolutely amazing the things that have been donated. It's everybody has been so absolutely amazingly generous. But if you know how social media works, if one of the posts doesn't get a lot of traction or a lot of likes right away, then it's not going to show up in everybody's feed. And the way to get it to show up in your feed is for people to interact with it. But wouldn't that suck if you missed a really, really good giveaway day? So what I'm offering is You can sign up via email. That is a guaranteed way to make sure that every morning you are getting notified of what the giveaway is for that day. All the things that are involved, any coupon codes anybody's offering, and exactly how you can enter and make sure that you get your entry. Not to mention, if you sign up for the email list, you get a permanent entry to every single day. So if you sign up to the email list once and there's 50 people already on the email list, Those 50 people already have an entry into every single day. And so when I do the drawing at midnight every night, I'm going to be pulling not only from the email list, but also from the actual interactions on Instagram. So if you head over to Instagram, you like the picture, you follow all the people that um, are contributors for that day's giveaway, and then you tag all your friends in it, you're getting all those entries plus the one permanent entry for being on the email list. So It's only going to benefit you. And after that, I really don't send many emails because I don't have my life together. So if you want to be kept in the loop on the Advent giveaway, you got to go over to holyhotmessmom.com slash Advent. And that's going to bring you right to the sign up link. So you can sign up and make sure you're on that email list. And I'll be sending the emails out every single morning at like, I'll schedule it for like 4 a.m. or something. So when everybody wakes up, it's bam, right in your email box, and you know exactly the theme and what we're giving away for every single day. Not to mention, 
I might be sending some freebies, some digital goods out in your email. So head over to holyhotmessmom.com slash advent, sign up for the permanent giveaway um, entry and get notified on all the things. Now, this episode, I talked with Megan and this was a long time coming. She is recently married and she's a military wife like me and she's a military brat like me and she's adorable. And I just want her to like be my little sister because she's somebody I feel like we could just go have coffee with and chat. And she's as real and as beautiful of a soul in person, aka on FaceTime, as she appears on Instagram. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm over here failing the science about rocks. So rocks for jocks. I didn't even take that. <laughs> oh, I had to take a science and everyone's like, it's the easiest, and I failed it. I no. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So okay. Yeah, we uh there was a like I spent so much time in college. I spent six years. Really? So yeah, so my, one of my friends should reach out to. Yeah, so I did um I went to Tech my freshman year, Virginia Tech my freshman year. No, wait. Oh, Virginia Tech. Yeah. I was going to say, Texas Tech is where my friend goes. No, 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 Virginia Tech. So I went to Virginia Tech my freshman year, and then I took one online class at Tech my sophomore year, lived at Tech, but I um, went to a university, like, right down the road because I was trying to get into their athletic training program. Uh, Virginia Tech has a great athletic program, but they didn't have, they, I was a student athletic trainer, but I wasn't, there was no degree and that's that's what I really wanted to do. And so I transferred. Okay. My cat is like, can you not snuggle right now? (laughs) Sorry. Um, so I, I was going to school at Radford and then living at tech and that's when the shooting happened was that spring. And so I, was like, you know what? It doesn't matter. I just want my, I don't care what I do in my life. I just want my degree to say that I'm from Virginia Tech, you know? So I ended up transferring back, but because of that, like I was already back a year. Yeah. And then the first semester back was like my really rough semester. And, um, like I was trying to self-medicate and I partied and that's when the suicide attempt happened and everything. And so all of my classes, because they were science-based were like Anatomy 101, Anatomy 102, Biology 101, Biology 102. So if you flunked <laughs> the first semester, you had to go back and You had to go back the next year because like they weren't offered again until the fall. Are you serious? Yeah. And they weren't so, offered semester to semester. No, oh, it was like sequential. And so then my supposed to be senior year um, in the fall <laughs> is when I met Brandon and this like hot guy and then he was going to join the ROTC and be in the Air Force and he was going to spend an extra year and I was like well I'll spend an extra year too. <laughs> so like that's what but it's funny because every time I pay the bills like and I pay the student loans I'm like why did I do an extra year like if we were okay. if we were meant to be why did I do that because it's another year of loans but like it was He's always like, but I was worth it. I'm like, I hope I was you worth live, it because he's live. the one paying the bills. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I have no notes. Uh, okay, yeah, I wasn't even sure. Are we still talking about NFP? Yes. I was like, yeah, I can yeah. call. Yeah, I mean, sure, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So what I wanted to ask a little bit, and I know you've done like tons of videos about it, but just like your upbringing, because I'm curious as somebody who was Catholic I'm doing air quotes because we're on video (laughs) nobody else is gonna be able to see but I was just so poorly catechized that you know the foundation was definitely there like there was some sort of foundation there that when all life crumbled like the thing I knew to do 
was to pray. And I had the Hail yeah. Mary and the Glory Be, and like those were in the back <laughs> yeah, of my brain, yep. you know, so it was a great foundation. But as far as, as far as I strayed, it was like, if I, I mean, I would say if I would have known what I know now, but in reality, right. like, you can't have faith unless it's tested in some way, shape, right. or form. You know what I mean? Like, otherwise, it's just brainwashing. Um, but I'm just interested, like, having three little girls yeah. looking at you. I look at you, <laughs> and I just think, like, how is she so young and so wise? And, like, how can I make my daughters that way? <laughs> because it takes a lot of bravery to do what you're doing. Like, I'm not even like a fourth of the influence that you are and you're having, I'm sure you get just awful things that people say to you. Okay. But when you're sitting behind the truth, like the ability to defend, right. You know that you're sitting behind the truth, but it's like, how did you get there? How, how did your parents succeed? (laughs) I must be so proud. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I don't know. It's funny because we used to have arguments over Instagram all the time. But now it's, like, not an argument at all. They're like, oh, I see the good. I see the... I'm like, uh-huh, yeah, really. Oh, your parents? That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I, born and baptized Catholic. I'm yeah. one of five. Um, and we were homeschooled. I was homeschooled my whole life until high school. Yeah. Um, and it was just because we were a military family. We were moving every one to three years. It was just easier. And for a big chunk of it, we lived in the South where schools aren't as good. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so- that's where we are. Yeah, we're yeah. like we're like teetering between fiftieth, like the worst oh, state no. in the nation, and like second to worst. So everybody's <laughs> like, "Why would you homeschool?" I'm like, mm, you're like, you have see? you checked stats? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was why we were we were all homeschooled for like as long as I was not in high school. All of my siblings and I were homeschooled yeah. um, until I went to high school. Then all my younger siblings started going out. Oh, but, okay. Um, are you the oldest? I am. I'm the oldest. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I think that plays a role in this too, because they very much, so we joke about it now, but it was very much like, if we can get the first one right, then the rest will follow. Yeah. <laughs> so there was a lot more pressure um, yeah. to do right, to um, say the right things, to be a good role model, to be like, people yeah. are looking at you, eyes are on you, like all yeah. of that growing okay. up. Um, and that plays a role in how I view Instagram now too. But um, we, both of my parents grew up in Catholic families, um, but very much like didn't know as much. Um, when my dad went to the Air Force Academy, he kind of went around to different churches and tried to figure out like why the Catholic church and like, what's you know, good. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. why, like, why am I here? What's the difference between other ones? Um, and he always got brought back to the Catholic church. Okay. He was like, there's just truth there that I couldn't find in anything else. And he, when he was younger, um, was the kind of guy who would invite Jehovah Witnesses inside and sit them down and like explain the truth to them. Yeah. So he was very much into apologetics when he was younger. Um, but he started to get frustrated because there's people you can have conversations with and there's people you can't. Um, and sometimes like he didn't like who he was starting to become regarding apologetics. Yeah. And so now he now he says, Wow, you put you have so much more grace than I did um when I was your age regarding it. But I think part of my like talking about it on Instagram and everything um, comes from him, him when he was like that. Yeah. Um, we were very, very structured on the Catholic church in the sense that like we did religion at home. We um, would whole Catholic little 
group or community. We would do All Saints Day parties. We would say uh, Hail Mary or Decade on every road trip, like on our way to wherever we were going. Yeah. Um, we would say nighttime prayers every single night around my parents' bed with the whole family. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. We were, my dad was very, he's the kind of person too, who, who will look at Lord of the Rings or who will look at Narnia and um, compare yeah, it to cool. God in the Bible and like yeah. all of those things. So everything in our life is always directed yeah. back to our faith um, in a deeper way than just like Jesus loves you. Like it was way yeah, more. And that's where I think I was um, like, my mom was raised in a Catholic family. Yeah. But her Catholic was like, she went to Catholic school and she was terrified of the nuns. Yeah. <laughs> and she knew that her grandmother had 21 children because her grandfather was, um, you know, an alcoholic and he would come home from the bars and, and Catholics yeah. can't use birth control, you know? And so, yeah. you know, I think that's when, you know, she was born in the sixties. So I think that's kind of when like this Protestantism, like the, uh, mm-hmm. the Baptist kind of revolution where like it feels good and the praise bands are starting to come and and the catholic church didn't um provide that for people you Mm -hmm. know and so then in the transition like when it got to my upbringing the church i went to was just this like it wasn't a beautiful church you know like the crucifix is off to the side the tabernacle's off to the side like yeah i didn't even know what a tabernacle was until i taught confirmation at the cathedral here and i'm like going through the lesson and i'm like wow wow, like that's how I learned the yeah. things that I learned was because I was teaching other eighth graders, you know, and right. and it's just, that's pretty much what my religious formation was, was like, you go mm-hmm. on Sunday kicking and screaming because you don't want to go. And then, you know, they give you a workbook and they say, fill out this thing, like God loves me. Right. And, right. You yeah. know, and I felt like there was nothing deeper than that. And that's not much to fall onto, you know what right. I mean? Right. Exactly. So there was definitely some sort of foundation but like when my dad would deploy it was like the first thing that went was mass like I'm not taking yeah. my two kids to mass you know and like right um we would even avoid, we would even avoid mass on the first Sunday of every month because we knew the deacon gave us homily that day and he talked really slow and really boring and it would last <laughs> way forever and like literally my mom would be like oh no 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 we're not going this time like deacons speaking today and but in retrospect like if my mom had any clue about the eucharist if i had it you'd all be like yeah. there's no way we'd miss like it doesn't matter what right. the family is about you know what i mean right like, right i'm not there for any man and i think it's right. always so funny whenever catholics are accused of like worshiping man because we follow like the right. lead of the pope and stuff and it's like well in reality like our entire <laughs> worship has nothing to do with man at all it has yeah. to do with bread Right. And then if you dive deeper into that, like (laughs) the truth behind the bread, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So your dad went to the Air Force Academy. What did he do in the Air Force? Is he still in? Um, No, he was in for 25 years. So my entire childhood until I like literally till I went to college. Yeah. He was in. He was a jet pilot at first. And then he was a C-130 pilot. Cool. And then he worked a desk job with like... um, I say desk job. <laughs> no, yeah, just um, not flying. But it was like um about safety and like cyber safety and everything. Oh. And then he after that oh then he taught um ROTC at Sac State up out in California, which okay. is why we lived there. And then he t- um was head of Air Force ROTC across the U.S., which was his last place. Yeah. Oh well, we're gonna have to pull strings when uh 
Brandon really wants, we just want to go back to Virginia Tech for his last three years. Yeah. <laughs> we want to work, hey, we want him to work at the ROTC there for the last three oh years. Oh my like, gosh. That's our mission. But, um, yes. Yeah. So when did he get out? You said when you went to college. Um, so, like, 2015. He was always super, super um, OCD about, and, like super anal about when we were allowed to get phones, when we were allowed to get a Facebook. When we were allowed to get an email, I had to wait till I was 13 to get a Facebook. Oh, nice. Well, Facebook came out yeah. my freshman year in college, so. Oh my God. That's the OG. Yeah, I'm an OG. Yeah, I had Facebook back when you had to have a .edu address to get Facebook. It was only for college students. That's what someone mentioned. It was only for college or like adult people, basically. And so it was funny yeah. because she was talking about it in reference to social media. She was like, originally social media was made for adults, so let's stop back like children. And I was like, that's amazing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so tell me a little bit how this whole Instagram thing has spiraled. Like you just went to the, how did you get an invite to the live action? Like, so, like that's amazing. So, I'm like, man, she's doing big things. <laughs> like, it's awesome. No. So, um, this January, so I guess last fall slash winter, so like mm-hmm. a year ago, um, I, for the first time was starting to find like this Catholic corner of the Instagram world, which is, and I was also, it is. It's amazing. You don't need any other corner of that. No. I, I was telling Priscilla when I interviewed her, I was like, I was like, I feel like it's a bubble. I don't want it to pop though. Like, yeah. I feel like yeah. I'm in this safe. <laughs> and I feel like the whole world is Catholic when I'm in this yeah, yeah. bubble. It's so and it's, and it's wonderful. But then I'm like, oh, but maybe, this you know, like different. I see younger people like you and I'm like, this is amazing. You know, and there's other ones. <laughs> But I think I just worry that it's like a false sense of security. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that. Yeah. Um, but so I finally started to like seek out like, okay, who am I really following on Instagram? What am I really using Instagram for? Um, because there was definitely a whole year of college where it was just very vain and for the likes, and I thought I looked hot and whatever. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then at the end of that false fall winter was January, and I was going to seek with my sister. Okay. And I was able to meet up with two, um, a Catholic convo with McLean okay, and cool. then Cecilia Pappas. Um, okay, cool. And all three of us met up and we had like a random, cause we knew there were a couple people that wanted to meet up with us. And we we're like, oh, it'll just be so much easier if we all put ourselves in one place at one time. So then we can all meet up Yeah. and we threw it out there. And then like 30 to 40 girls came and we're like, this is a lot. Um, and we just kind of stared at each other awkwardly because we were like, we didn't prepare anything. Yeah. Like, we just wanted to say hi. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then that was the minute, like, once you meet people in person and you put that common ground out there, then, like, connection, like, the, someone told us at the live action gala, she wasn't Catholic, but she was like, Catholics network like no one I've ever known in my life. And I was like, yeah, thank you. I'll take that. As a <laughs> yes. Yes, um, we do. And so I met Cece then, and um, that was when we hit it off and realized, like, we had a lot in common personality-wise, faith yeah. and moral-wise, like, all those things. Um, invited her out to my wedding. Yeah. Said, you have a guest ticket, too, and her boyfriend 
um, is in the army. And so he was not able to go. And she was like, do you want to come? And I was oh. like, uh, yes, yes, absolutely. So cool. <laughs> yes. I need to go back to California as soon as I leave. Yes. Um, <laughs> and so that was how I got out there. And that's how I got, um, to go to that and experience that. And I will pay for a ticket next year. If that's what it comes to oh, it yeah. with every second of it. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. It's like it's totally cool. fangirling. Uh, oh, I was too. We walk in and I'm thinking, I don't belong here. I'm thinking like, what am what am I going to say when they go, what's your connection to live action? Or how are you here yeah. in the VIP lounge? And I'm going to be like, ah. <laughs> so she was like Catholic influencer. I was like, ew, I hate that word. Like, yeah. I'm going to tell people that. Like, these older people are going to be like, what does that mean? <laughs> right, I know. How much money have you given them? <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Um, okay, so from there... Because I feel like I started following you, I don't know, maybe you had like, I had like, two, yeah, I had like 2,000 or 3,000 maybe in January, yeah. Um, yeah. and it, it's what, November now, and I have 86, which is, not 86,000, 8,600. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I was um, just looking the other day. Um, yeah, and I yeah, don't. it's a lot. That's it is, like, holy it cow. Is. And it kind of snowballed very quickly. Um, and I think part of it had to do, um, 100% part of it had to do with Avery. Because <laughs> as soon as you're a couple on Instagram and stuff, it's so much more attractive. Yeah, it's like Catholic than, royalty, no? though. Right. It's glorious. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, and then... It was like, it was like... I don't even physically know you. Like, it's so funny, like, the people that you meet, but especially in our little bubble, mm -hmm. that it's like you can see people's true hearts and you know that like all of our true deep down goals is we're, it's just the, the business of souls, you know? And yeah. Yeah. And so to know that, like you can, I don't know, you, I guess you trust people more yes. like being, yeah. Um, or you relate to them more or whatever. So it's like, there's a few of you that I just feel like I know you, you know? Yes. So when yep. your wedding was coming up, I was just like, I was so <laughs> excited for you, but I was also like, I've been there, like, being the military mm -hmm. brat and then becoming the spouse, and, like, it's a change, it's you know? It's different. And then, <laughs> yeah, it's different, and and then just, you know, seeing how in love you are, but then reminiscing on my, like, love, yeah. which I always say was puppy love. I tell him, he gets mad at me, but I always say that, like, I don't think I loved him when we got married. Mm -hmm. Not that I didn't. I wasn't on the way to love him, but I was very mm -hmm. infatuated in lust with him. Yeah. And uh, we waited till marriage. I had not before him, but he did. Um, and yeah. so when we started dating and that was one of his things, you know, a few weeks in, he's like, oh, by the way, like this normally turns yeah. most girls off, but I'm waiting till marriage. And and I was like, well, that's great because I've had a horrible past and I'd like to You're put like, all that behind sounds me. Sounds good. good. <laughs> Sign me up. And, you know, we, we experienced this very much just puppy love like we were always the couple that everybody's like we want to be Heather and Brandon you know yeah but then like as you go through life and you have things like deployments and moves yeah. and you know just everything left and right and then me taking this huge faith journey it's like you realize once you start making sacrifices for each other and once you go through suffering with each other mm -hmm. that's where the love is you know what I mean yeah so I just kept yeah. looking at you like like they have such a good foundation for their marriage. And so I couldn't wait for like pictures and stuff. Oh. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh my gosh. 
Um, yeah, well, I think Avery for sure helps because, I mean, he's cute and then we're also a couple. But um, <laughs> he is. He's got a little baby face. Um, <laughs> he and does. Then, uh, he does. That we got sweet. told the other day at um, the PX on base, like, he was just looking at guns, just looking. And the guy was like, I'm going to need your ID if you're going to purchase one. And Avery was like, oh, I'm just looking. Like, it's fine. He was like, I know, but you don't look very much like you're 21. And we walked out and Avery was like, I'm never buying a gun from them. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Yeah, that was bad. Um, but then I think also regarding, like, Instagram and just growth and connections, um, the minute I realized that, I guess, no one had ever made Catholicism seem cool to me or yes. normal. Mm-hmm. lived on a farm and were homeschooled your whole life and just whatever like that was catholic or yeah you were sheltered and not the normal kid or whatever and the minute i realized it's like no i can be a college student i can be a d1 athlete i can be a girlfriend and i can be catholic and catholic could still be cool like i can yes. still like fashion like cc talks about that part all the time yeah um and so the minute i realized like no this faith is awesome and i love it and Avery also is what required me to dig deeper into it and realize how much more passionate about it I was than I knew. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I started sharing that because I was like, oh, there's so many people out there who one, have misconceptions or two, just don't know anything. Yeah. Because um, yeah. it was mind blowing how much I didn't know when he started asking every single question. Yeah. I was like, oh, That's where I started really growing in my faith is because Brandon's not Catholic and he would question yeah. and I don't sit well with, I don't know. And mm -hmm. he has a very um, debating mm -hmm. way of talking. I mean, military. So, yeah. you know, he would kind of, I mean, not attacking. He was not attacking, but like aggressively mm -hmm. be like, yeah. you know, with the Pope or whatever. You yeah, know? yeah, like, yeah. Ugh, I don't know. <laughs> so I would then be like, well, now I need to know because I have to be able to defend this. Defend you know, because yeah, yeah. there was something in me that knew that this is what knew I knew it to you know, be true. Yeah, but I had to figure it out. So then I start yeah. reading all this theology, and that's kind of where, like, Holy Hot Mess Mom comes from, just me wanting to share hilarious stories and stuff. But then also yeah. it's it's transformed because I just felt like, like, I think theology is absolutely fascinating and the biblical references to everything and, like, the yeah. tradition. Yeah. But I understand that most people are probably like us that, like, don't <laughs> dive into all these, like, you know, speeches and books things. or whatever. And I just thought if I could put that in layman's terms mm -hmm. in a conversation, then maybe a few more cradle Catholics like me who are very poorly educated <laughs> might step back into mass or might, right. you know, it was 19 right. years before I went to confession. Like I literally went my first Holy communion and then never again until I was hoping to get pregnant with Lane. Right. And I, I pretty much did it like a bargain. Like, Okay, yeah. God, I know you want me to go to confession, so if I go, maybe you'll give me a baby. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's not how God works, but you know, that was the that was the attempt, I guess. But I mean it was life changing and I realized that it's not a scary thing. Mm -mm. But there's some saint or somebody probably I don't know that says that, you know, the the one sacrament we need the most is the one that nobody wants to get. You know what I mean? Like you're so mm -hmm. afraid of it because it's intimidating yeah. to have to look yeah. another man in the face and say what's wrong with you you know yep. <laughs> so yeah I mean yep. it's the same thing it's like if I can make this relatable to people um, right when life is so messy like you don't have to be the mom that's like perfectly Instagram worthy right you know and your kids aren't gonna be little perfect saints all the time and that's okay you can still yeah. be like I'm 
trying to get to heaven. Like, yeah, yep. I'm trying very hard. <laughs> like, I got out of the car today. I was dropping my friend's two kids off that I had for the past few days because she just had her sixth baby. And so I'm dropping her two kids off, and I looked at her like, oh, man. And she was like, were they bad? And I was like, no, it's my kids. And I was like, if I was like, look, I know that nobody deserves sainthood, but if somebody did deserve sainthood, it would be me from this morning. <laughs> she started laughing. She's like, tomorrow will be better. I'm like, I freaking hope so. Uh, yeah. But, okay, so we'll transition a little bit so that I don't keep you for ever talking but he's still in the garage (laughs) good um okay so when did you first learn about nfp because obviously in a not catholic upbringing i think when i got like you know pms symptoms when i was like 16 i was put on the pill you know and and that was just one of those like if you're gonna do X, Y, and Z, you better be on the pill, right, you know, right, right. instead of this underlying teaching of like the sanctity of marriage and yeah. um, how unifying it can be. But if it's not what the person you're married, it's very um, ununifying, you right, know, like right. it's, it's very, and I, I liken it to now that like every person you're with before you're per, with the person you're supposed to be with, in mm-hmm. marriage then like they take a little you give them a piece of your heart you know like yeah. so then it got to the point where like Brandon refused to tell me he loved me he actually would tell me when he thought I was sleeping like if I'd fall asleep on the couch or whatever he'd tell me and he thought I was sleeping but I heard him and it was for like a year but he wouldn't say it and he finally told me he was like I want to say things to you but I can't do it because you hate some people so bad for what they have done to you in the past that you've had mm-hmm. that I cannot love you and you can't love me fully until you forgive those people. And wow. I just realized, like, I gave part of myself to them, you know. And yeah. to teach my daughters, and like, it has nothing to do with even, like, you know, the purity of your body. Like, it's it's mm-hmm. more like you have your future spouse out there and you're a tabernacle. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many yeah. dimensions yeah. to it. So when did you really start getting into NFP because we obviously suck at it because we got the twins. But <laughs> listen, it's person error. It's not yeah, and that's what I say. Error, I always so. say it's user error. It is not user NFP error. error. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so my parents actually taught it a lot. Um from when I was like in middle school probably middle school age. Okay. Throughout they would have a couple over or whatever. And so I always kind of knew like, oh they're take- oh. talking about NFP. But I didn't know what NFP was. Okay. Um and they actually, little side note, they did not start their marriage with NFP. Um, they were using uh, condoms. I don't know if she was on birth control. I don't remember. Okay. But a little while in, I think it was right when they had had me or right before they were going to have me, my mom was like, I feel like I'm being used. And that was the moment they felt like their marriage was just going to go downhill. And they yeah. were going to end in divorce. They were going to have to go to counseling. They were going to have to do something or other. Yeah. Um, and so my mom's like, we need to look at counseling. They'd never heard of NFP. My dad comes back and says, I signed us up for NS- NFP. And she was like, what is that? And he kind of explained it to her. And she was like, what the hell? Like, I don't want 10 kids. Why are you doing this? She was yeah. mad. She was frustrated. Yeah. Um, but then after the first few times that they went together, her eyes were completely opened. Now they love it. They teach it, obviously. Yeah. And they credit it to saving their marriage. Um, yeah. And they now have four other kids, obviously, after me. Yeah. Um, and they're happily married. They're <laughs> getting divorced. Um, yeah. So I learned about it through them. 
but I didn't learn about the charting of it and like oh my gosh this is what's going on like I didn't actually grasp like how to be super self-aware of my body and understand what's going on when yeah. it's going on and pre- be able to predict things and all this stuff until like midway through college. Cause I realized it could help with athletics. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then I think my mom and I would have conversations about it and it would just slowly sort of, she'd share knowledge with me and I'd ask questions and whatever. Okay. Um, and then Avery and I had to do NFP classes for um, marriage prep, yeah. which was super fascinating to do with him because he wasn't Catholic at the time. Yeah. when we were doing them and we would pair up with my mom and dad a couple of times like okay we don't know the answer to this one like help us out and so yeah. that was cool too to have them as like someone to actually turn to because we had to do it online because we were oh, distant yeah. yeah um and then that was pretty much it and it was never really a fight that I had to have with Avery either like once I explained what it was and once we started and like started learning all these things yeah. together um about like our fertility and like children and all those things it was it was easy. It was a no-brainer, yeah. Yeah, it was a no-brainer. My, my sister had a friend who was on birth control and, like, you know, 25, 26 years old, had, like, a blood clot mm-hmm. in her lung. And she went to her husband and was like, I I don't feel comfortable being on birth control. You know, not even a morality thing. Right. And he said to her, I would never expect, like, you would never force me to take a pill that could potentially kill me. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like you just right. saw your friend like have to be put on life support for a minute or whatever, you know. And, mm-hmm. Um. Oh, there goes my computer. And mm-hmm. so, you know, so she stopped using from that. But I feel like growing up, like I feel like I need to take an NFP class. Um. And I mean, I don't know if you've heard the story, but like Brandon's not Catholic. Mm-hmm. He's decided to get a vasectomy, so we are. Mm-hmm. But um. So. I still want to take an NFP class because hormonally I feel like knowing how my body works. And I mean, like I am a researcher. I research things to death. I yeah. studied science. Like I studied yeah. med. I love all that stuff. And that's honestly how we got pregnant with Lane and with Evelyn is mm-hmm. I, I was charting and, and doing all these things, but I've never taken a formal class. And I think the first thing a doctor tells you when you're having any sort of issues is let's put you on the pill. And it's just like everything else that's wrong with medicine in America, they're treating the symptoms, not the actual problem. Right, Which right. is only going to cause more problems, you know? And, right. And that's not something I want my little girls, you know, to get a really heavy period when they're 14 and be like, well, let me put these synthetic hormones in you. You know, because we, the whole thing about like withdrawal when you're on cocaine or something is that yeah. you're artificially supplying your body with these synthetic forms of its own hormones and stuff. And then when you take that away, your body is no longer making its own hormones because it hasn't had to mm-hmm. for so long. So right. it worked <laughs> like that was one of the reasons why I wanted to stop getting off birth controls. I just kept thinking, at what point are my ovaries just gonna be like, yeah, we don't need to make this anymore because you're taking a pill that's given right, it. right, right. You know, so like at what and you know, just being worried like is that gonna affect fertility and, and all mm-hmm. those things. But I think it's also understanding like okay I'm really moody these three days probably not the best time to like schedule a trip okay so we're just going to take a tiny little pause in the middle of this episode to talk about our sponsor for today and that is the little catholic now y'all know that I'm friends with Priscilla and I love what she's doing I love her jewelry 
I am so thrilled that she's sponsoring the podcast. If you are in need of anything that's going to show off your Catholicism or gifts for friends or family or anybody else, I would highly recommend going to thelittlecatholic.com and searching all her things. She's got rosaries and jewelry, necklaces, earrings. All of it is designed by Priscilla in Southern California. She is a woman, one woman show, and she has grown this business in just a year to one of the leading Catholic jewelry businesses in the nation. So she has so graciously offered listeners of this podcast an exclusive code to get 10% off of your order. If you head over to thelittlecatholic.com and use the coupon code HOLYH10 at checkout, that's H-O-L-Y-H-1-0, at checkout, you can get 10% off of your order. And if y'all remember, if you support our sponsors, you support the podcast as well. If you need to get any gifts, go ahead and use that code, support the show while you're doing it, and get some amazingly well-crafted, really high-quality Catholic jewelry while you're at it. All right, let's continue. What method do you follow? So the one Avery and I learned together and the one that my parents teach to is symptothermal. Okay. Um, and I've learned a little bit about the Creighton method. A lot of my friends use it and swear by it and they are yeah. like, you're going to do Creighton at some point. Um, <laughs> but I like symptothermal because it has three different variables. Like it has temperature, it has cervical mucus and it's cervix. Okay. Um, and the Creighton method is literally cervical mucus. Yeah. So if you are not super, super good at determining that, yeah. there's no other like Thing, like checks and balance. Right, right, exactly. Mm. Um, and so I like being able to have like three different checks to make yeah. and move on. So do you um, physically chart or do you have like an app? So we started out physically charting and then throughout the last year of college, at least, I did it over an app. Um, I did it through Clue. Um, I tried them some, but Clue's just easier to me. I've just known Clue and that's what I do. Um, and then we started charting together, but then I lost, broke one of my thermometers and then the other one got lost in the move. So we haven't been charting for real, for real on charts. Yeah. I've been taking track of like everything else in the app. Yeah. Um, but also we're not in a stage where like seriously charting is something that we're like worried and anal about like it's yeah, well, I mean you're not trying that. to avoid right we're not trying to avoid you're trying all. to and not no very avoid. much so right we know very much so when the fertile window is and so as long as we know that like we're good to go just and as go long into as town during that window <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so yeah that's kind of where we're at right now the app <laughs> so I mean obviously this is all very personal but we experienced it, I mean, in half these because I hadn't waited for him. And that was hard for me to find yeah. the person that I love and realize how much he, he had like socioeconomic reasons. His parents were young whenever they had him. And so he was like, I don't, I don't want to have a kid when I'm that young and I can't, yeah. you know? And so, but it was, he was brought up with really good morals and everything too. And mm -hmm. so for him, it was like, you know, we're waiting till marriage and, and we did. And it was funny because. It was the only time in my life that it wasn't awkward. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and, yeah. and it's funny that everybody always says the like try before you it's, buy and like yeah. whatever. But it's like yeah. when it's the person you're meant to be with, there's you don't not need a simple that. ounce of it is awkward at no, all. No, and that's the best part is I was talking to one of my friends about this uh, recently. I was like, if it's your best friend and if it's who you're supposed to end up with, like there wasn't even because people have asked like, did you ever not trust them because of long distance or what was that first night like because you guys waited and because like 
you didn't know anything like how was that and I was like it was so fun like (laughs) yeah (laughs) it was great and and it's funny because it's like when you when you sit next to your spouse and you pray with them you close your eyes and you just talk you talk to God out loud and you let them listen in Mm -hmm. and vice versa it's like you're being the most spiritually vulnerable you can ever be with somebody else Mm -hmm. they're literally listening to you talk to your maker and the other most intimate way you can be with your spouse, the most vulnerable you can be with them mm-hmm. is in the bedroom. And, yep. you know, for me and him, it's like every time he deploys, you know, there's all you always hear like spouse issues and cheating and whatever. Yep. Yeah. I never have to worry about that because he waited for me. Why would he right. go to anybody right. else Why if he waited he 23, <laughs> four years of his life? Yeah, he waited exactly. 24, 25 years of his life. Why could he not wait six right. months on a deployment? You know, right. exactly. so like I don't have to worry about those things. There's an air of trust that mm-hmm. you know that they are not just in it for the pleasure, right? And because of that, you know that they're not going to run off to you know Sally mm-hmm. Joe down the road. <laughs> um, and I think there there's an element of that trust that you can be the most vulnerable you can ever be in your life with that person. And fully give yourself to them because you can trust them fully. And I think that's an element people aren't right. getting in our society. You know, like they don't understand uh-uh. that it's not just try it before you buy it. It's you're right. breaking down these walls of trust, security. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, you're having to put up walls because right. the more people you sleep with, it's like, well, they break up with you. So then there's walls right. that those people make you put up. So then there's walls up when you go to have relations right. with your spouse, you know. It's yeah. just, it's just a sad thing that I wish, and that's why I enjoy people like you that use the platform, especially for younger people to be like, no, if you can find a man that will wait, that's right. the one for you, you know, right. not the one that's going to be like, oh yeah, waiting till marriage is awesome. And then like two weeks and he's like, I can't right. do this. Then you know, mm-hmm. it's like, if he can't wait two weeks, then right. this, then this right. is not going to work, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, that was the other part of NFP that was really cool too. And it's kind of something that Avery and I both, um, talk with a couple of our friends about, or he'll mention from time to time with other guys. Um, he's gotten really bold about like talking about NFP and stuff like in the workplace, which is That's insane awesome. to me. That's yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. But, um, is how like, yes, the bedroom is supposed to be sacred and it is, um, intimate and vulnerable and all those things, but NFP adds a whole another layer to that. Like going through classes and learning more about my body because I had already kind of had the gist of all this stuff. Yeah. But having him learn all of that about my body yeah. and saying, you know what, this fertility fertility of like yours is ours and yes. I want in on it is like a whole nother. Well, and let me tell you, sister, when you have a baby, <laughs> yeah. it's going to get real intimate real fast <laughs> in not a sexual way. And so it's like, then it's, I mean, that dimension's already there, you know? Right, right, exactly. So if, I mean, this is me just being like for my own selfish questions, but so <laughs> when when would you say like I start talking to my girls about NFP? About I mean, obviously, NFP. obviously not when they're <laughs> two like and about, four, like not yeah. that. But, you yeah. know, like did your parents give you kind of NFP-ish talks um, when they gave you the birds and the bees? Like... No, they never. You were, so you were sheltered enough being homeschooled that, like, I was. You didn't yeah. have kids, like. Right, right. No. Um. So we had this really great book. It was an American Girl book. 
and oh. I don't remember what it's called, but you can look it up like American Girl self-care book maybe or something. Okay. And it explains what happens when you are going through puberty and when your period shows up and why your okay. boobs get bigger and like all of those kind of things. Okay. And so we had that when we were in like middle school mm-hmm. and we were able to flip through it and read through it. And that was our own thing. Like our parents didn't have to sit down and talk to talk yeah. with us about it. Um I remember my mom showing me how to shave and like being like, just shave your legs and your armpits. Like that's yeah. My mom <laughs> oh, was like, only I... do up to your knees. Right, Don't right. Go any <laughs> and then I did anyways. And she's like, now you're gonna hate yourself when you get in a bikini, but like whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and I remember I really don't remember how like the per- a period talk went down or like mm-hmm. tampons or anything like that. I'm pretty yeah. positive I learned from the book. We were not a I don't know how your family dynamic is, but our family was never super um, emotional or okay. super like physical. So we didn't hug a lot. We didn't okay. like, we weren't all lovey-dovey. We were very independent. My mom mm-hmm. put me on a bus with German teammates when I was 10 and said, bye, have fun in Holland. And I knew no German. I was crying probably the whole time. Oh but, <laughs> but like, that's the kind of stuff, like we were super, super independent, thrown into the world, figure it out kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I think having that book, and I'm sure it talks about your period a little bit and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then if I ever had questions, I knew I could come to my mom and ask her. Yeah. But I don't think I started doing that until junior, senior year of high school. Okay. And like college. Okay. Yeah. So did they not let you date? Oh, no. Not at all. Okay. That's what I'm, I'm like. So when I first started watching the Duggars of all families. Oh, goodness. I, I love watching that show. I do, I do enjoy the Duggars. But when I first started watching them, I was like, no, that's what I'm doing with my kids. Like, if they do anything, it'll be courting and they don't need to do any of it because the purpose of dating is marriage. Mm -hmm. The purpose of dating is not the bedroom. So there is absolutely no reason why you need to. And you can absolutely, um, you know, my son can absolutely pursue in a kind, virtuous Yes. You know, loving friendship manner, because that's mm-hmm. going to be the root of your marriage. If, right. You know, he, I mean, the little girl that stayed here for two days, Cora, like he, flat, he calls her his bride. Like he's set. Oh my gosh. That's he horrible. says he's going to be a deacon in the air force because he asked if he could be a priest, but then we told him if he was a priest, he couldn't marry Cora. And he was like, well, then I can't do that. I'll be a deacon. So, I mean, <laughs> he loves her and he's just like fascinated, but it's like, the point of dating is marriage. So if you yes. are not even at a legal age to get married, yes, exactly. Why do you need to date? We can absolutely you your little your little gal pal can come to the movies with us. Mm-hmm. You can have a wonderful relationship where she comes over for dinner and whatever. Right. But there is no need for you to have right intimate alone time with another with somebody of the opposite sex mm-hmm. until you are old enough to. A, support yourself, but B, yeah. like, have the framework that you're not going to, like, squander that. You know what I mean? Right. And people think it's sheltering, but I heard a really good term, um, you know, in regards to homeschooling or courting yeah. or whatever you're going to call it, you know, waiting to date until you're mm-hmm. actually old enough to get married. But somebody said it's not shelter, it's a greenhouse. I'm protecting yeah. it until they're grown and strong enough to be out in the world. And I was like, that's what I'm that's doing, me. you know? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so like, 
I yeah, mean, probably the not. conversation's just going to come up whenever it's like, well, so-and-so has a boyfriend. I'm like, not you. Yep. Oh, yeah. I fought my dad to the grave. My dad and I fought. We were not good friends during high school. Yeah. We were the best of friends now, but we were not good friends during high school. I was not allowed to have a phone. I was not allowed to go see a certain movie. I was not allowed to date. I was not allowed to wear certain clothes to Sunday mass. Like, yeah. All yeah. But in retrospect, it's like, yes. it's yeah. funny because... When you have a good, loving father, which I know mm-hmm. probably the majority of people honestly don't, but when you do, and I did, or I do, mm-hmm. and you do, it's like, you can relate to the father yes. because of your father. And so, in retrospect, you can look at it and be like, okay, at the moment, I was not happy about that. But yeah. in retrospect, my dad knew way better for me than way I could have ever known for myself. Mm-hmm. And it's the same way that, like, maybe there's some struggles you're going through that's, like, a lesson you're needing to learn. Like, right, It right. doesn't have to all be consequence of, like, huge sin, like, you know, mm-hmm. like, not a punishment. It's, like, maybe I'm being taught something. Maybe yep. my children who test my patients are because I lack patience. You know, like, yeah. things yep. like that. And so it's to look back and be like, oh, dad didn't let me see movies. But in reality, it's, right. like why should a 16 year old be watching something that has a sex right. scene in it or right. whatever, you know? Exactly. Yeah. But when you're 16, you're like, man, my dad's the worst. Like, what the heck? He's the worst. <laughs> I can't do anything. But, yeah. but then when you find the person you're supposed to marry, then you automatically start to see correlation between this great father of yours whom you hated in high school and told, well, what if the guy I'm supposed to marry is in high school? Like what, what am I going to do then? I'm just not going to end up marrying anyone. And my dad's like, that's a stupid argument. That's um, a really stupid argument because if you're right. supposed to marry him, then he will keep popping you up. Marry him. <laughs> it will happen. Yeah. Um, but 16 year old Megan doesn't know that. Yeah. And then when you meet the person you're supposed to be with Avery, the first thing I thought was, Oh my gosh, you're the only other guy that other than my dad that has told me a skirt is too short. Or that has said, like, has made any sort of comment like that. And then at first I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, no, who are you? Because I revert back to, like, I know better than anyone else. Thank you. Mm -hmm. But then my other thought was, wait, how is he the only one other than my dad who has said that? And where is that coming from? And why why are they the only two that have said that? Because they're the only two that are your protectors. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. It's funny because Brandon and I always joke that, like, I am his mother. Very (laughs) much so. I mean, she's one of my best friends. I love her. I am super, super blessed. I know that some people have just like hate their in-laws, you know, but when our in-laws come in town, like he'll go, he'll be at work and they'll be like, oh, what are you doing this weekend? He's like, oh, my mother-in-law's coming in town. They're like, whoa, sorry, dude. He's like, you kidding me? I love Tammy. I hang out with her all day. (laughs) Heather goes to bed early and we stay up. Like he loves my mom. But he is my dad big time and I am his mom and it's so funny because you fight them so much growing up but when you have a great father figure you're gonna try to mirror that as much as you can Mm -hmm. in the spouse yeah yeah and it's funny like Avery's in the military even Brandon yeah I remember telling my dad crying and being like I will never do this to my family I will never marry somebody who would leave us you know I'll never do this to my kids (laughs) yep and then I meet him and I fall in love and he's like two weeks in he's like oh by the way I'm joining the Air Force this summer and I was like like I was already hooked, you know? It's so funny. Yeah. So was Avery already in the Marines when you met him? I met him. Um, we met during the summer. I kept going back out to California during high school and college in Alabama because my best friends were out there in California State. Yeah. Um, and one time we went to Disneyland, which is like an hour away from where he worked in San Diego. She's yeah. like, Do you care if he comes? I don't care. 
Um, and so he came and within those three days, he fell for me. I was not catching any of it. I thought we were best friends. We'd hit it off like whatever, but I also wasn't looking for anyone. I was like, yeah. this is unrealistic. I'm going back to Alabama. Yeah. Um, and you're not Catholic. And that had become like a standard after yeah. previous relationships. I was like, you have to be Catholic. Yeah. Um, and that was what got the ball rolling. Like, well, what's Catholicism? Yeah. <laughs> and he originally set out to, he laughs about it now, but he's like, I set out to completely prove you wrong. Like, I wanted to be like, oh, I'm going to show this girl. She thinks oh, yeah. Catholicism she, is so yeah, great. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. And so it's just now two years since you guys started officially dating, right? Because you kept turning yes. them down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love it. We, uh, we joke because when Brandon asked my dad if he could marry me, we had just gotten back from like spring break with a whole bunch of people. We just went down to his parents' beach house and spent like a few days. Mm-hmm. And we came back and we were leaving to go back to tech. And um, my dad, it was the last time we were going to see my dad because he was deploying. So he was going to miss mm-hmm. graduation. He was, you know, and we were about to leave and my dad was getting up to go to work. And so Brandon, like, waited up for him to, like, catch him. My dad never said yes because my dad is such a crybaby. He just started crying. (laughs) He just cried and hugged him and cried and hugged him and then went to work. And Brandon was like, he texted him later. He's like, so yes. (laughs) And I guess, my you know, my sister was still... I think she was a senior in high school, so my dad got home mm-hmm. from work that day, and we had already left. And I guess he walked in, and he was like, Tammy, upstairs, now. Like, I have to talk to you. And my mom's like, what is going on? And we're like, he was like, I can't keep a secret. <laughs> so funny. But oh, my God. He was so emotional. And it's funny because Brandon makes fun of him for being so emotional. But then today, we were taking everybody for a walk, and both the twins, within, like, 15 seconds of each other, fell and they scrape their knees, and it's the first time they've ever scraped their knee. Like they're perfect little skin. Yeah. And Brandon seriously was like, they, they both skin their knees, and I don't think I can handle that. <laughs> like you made fun of my dad because he cried, and like oh, you're my God. emotional. Like they get like little bows in their hair, and he's like, oh. I'd say Avery said he's like, if we have a kid. Or when we have a kid, I want it to be a boy. And I was like, why? And he's like, I'm screwed if we have a girl. <laughs> yeah, that's how he feels. Like, like, as the twins get older and he's like, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm going to have three. And then we were thinking, I'm like, we're going to have a 17-year-old, a 15-year-old, and twin 13-year-olds. Like, we are, oh, we are so screwed. <laughs> and he was like, I mean, he knows, like, I get really moody when it's that time yeah. of month. So he's like, if you are all synced up, I don't know what I'm going to do with <laughs> myself. I'm like, we will be, don't you worry. He was like, me and Lane are just going to get a tent and pitch it in the backyard for a week. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm going to let you go. Thank you for chatting NFP with me. Um, If you know anybody that I can interview about NFP specifically, like about a method, because I don't. Mm -hmm. Melissa Tablada. Do you know who that is? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like so on it. Okay. Like, I'm over here like, yeah, we know NFP, but we aren't using it. (laughs) (laughs) The whole course on it paid $130. That's awesome. See, because we never did um, pre-Canna. Oh, really? Yeah, we got married in the Lutheran Church when we first got, we we got engaged and three weeks later we got married. He commissioned, we graduated, we went to a funeral, and then we got married. (laughs) It was like, bam, bam, bam. But he was about to leave for the Air Force, and um, I didn't have any insurance. Mm-hmm. Like that. That's we, how I was. 
<laughs> yeah, and we knew that we were going to get married anyways. Right. And, but we both knew that we weren't going to consummate our marriage if it was just in front of a judge. We wanted it to be in mm-hmm. front of God. Right. And um, it wasn't even an option to go to a Catholic church because my family wasn't active parishioners. So it's not like a priest yeah. would know us to be like, yeah, you know, in this yeah. circumstance, I'll marry you. Um, right, so we didn't true. even really think about it. And his family is really close to the, their Lutheran pastor. And um, Pastor Ben married us and it was wonderful, but it was literally my dad was deployed. So I was like, I don't want my mom there. I don't want his mom there. I don't want his dad there because I didn't want it to be, I didn't want it to feel like a wedding if my daddy wasn't there, you know? So I did, it was just yeah. his, his Marine brother, who was actually in San Diego um, for mm-hmm. a while, but his Marine brother was his witness and my sister was my witness. And then the pastor. So there were total five of us, which is like the required by law or mm-hmm. something. And, yeah. But then we had, we got married on St. Patrick's day, like the big wedding. And we used another pastor from his parish because I didn't really care at that point. I'm like, yeah, oh, we're yeah. married. And, um, it wasn't until 2017 that we got married again. So he always, you know, whenever you move, I mean, Avery's going through this right now, but you walk into a squadron and they're on ramping you and they're like, this is, you know, Captain Yarrington and he, yeah. you know, coming from this spot, whatever. And you have to like give a fun fact about yourself. He always says he's been married three times to the same woman and everybody's like, oh my God. Yeah. But so we had our Catholic wedding, um, June of 2017 and two weeks later we went on our honeymoon finally and then we came back and we were pregnant and (laughs) the priest that married us when we came back the first time I went to mass like after finding out I was pregnant he was like look I it's probably going to be twins and I was like what are you talking about he's like well every convalidation I've done in the past five years which wasn't many but he was like they all got pregnant with twins after no I was like no so I went, when no. I was twins, I marched into his office and I was like, how dare you? Like, ah, but he got to baptize, baptize them. And, oh, um, yeah. Do twins wonderful. run in your family at all? No, that it's is a total hilarious. fluke. And it's cool because I think about it on a theology standpoint because that's where yeah. my brain goes. Yeah. So fraternal twins are just two eggs drop, two different humans. Right. Just happen to be cooking at the same time. Right, right. But identical twins are when you know the egg splits at some point in really early development and if they there's different type of identical twins so you can have mono mono twins which means they're in the same amniotic sac and the Mm -hmm. same um placenta they Mm -hmm. share the same placenta that's really dangerous because they can get like intersected with each other you can have mono die which is what we had which is the they share the same placenta but they had two different sacs Mm-hmm. which you can they can still exhaust the placenta which is why they have to come out a little bit early but it wasn't um you know they're not like getting tangled up in right. each other's right. umbilical cords or anything and then die die are um it's fraternal them. you yeah. know completely separate placentas completely separate sex whatever and i always think about it that like they're very different children which is yeah. really weird to be like Okay, you have the exact same nature. Like, physically, you came from the yeah. two same cells. You have the exact same nature. You have the exact same nurture. We feed them the same thing. We right. talk to them the same way. Like, they're, you know, they've never really even been apart from each other. So, they've been completely mm-hmm. nurtured the exact same way. The only difference that makes them two different people is that they, at the moment of conception, they were two souls. You yeah. know what I mean? So, it's like they weren't one soul and then they split into two souls. Right. They must have been, like, the way twins in my brain must work is that 
at the moment of conception, there were two souls. And the reason why it splits is because each soul needs its own body. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so to yeah. just think that, ah! like, that's the only thing that makes them different. And I, I don't know. It's just, it's fascinating yeah. to me to be like, you know, God knew from the mom, you know what I mean? Like I knit you yeah, in the mother's yeah, womb, whatever. Yeah. It's like, if you can't, if you can't understand your own worth as a single person, like think about right. twins and how much right. God decided for whatever reason that each one of them had their own worth and dignity and personality. Right. And the only thing that makes them different is the souls. Their souls that, and yeah. they have developed into two very different children now, but it's just yeah. crazy. To think of. Yeah. Yeah. No, twins That's don't fine. run in our family. We have like, you know, random, my grandmother had 21 children's great grandmother. Yeah, so like, there's a lot of extended Irish Catholic family up there. Yeah. But we, you know, we don't have anybody immediately. Recent twins. Yeah. No, it's total fluke. And so, I mean, that's probably one of the reasons why Brandon had never really had to get sleep deprived because I was mm-hmm. always nursing. And so it's like, mm-hmm. maybe he'd have to wake up and hand me a baby. But I was the one up all night with babies, right. you know, and then he would deploy when they were infants. Mm-hmm. But with the twins, I I was like, mm, I am not nursing at all. We will bottle feed. Like, yeah. We'll be all right. I was bottle fed. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I am not doing this by myself. I cannot do that. Not yeah. with two little ones. And so he was up feeding a baby with me. And I mean, four or five weeks in, like he just, I swear it was like some postpartum depression for a man because <laughs> he just... He was so tired and he had never felt that before in his life that he was like grumpy and, but I mean, he, just the thought of like another mm-hmm. set of twins for him, he's like, no way. Yeah, like, I'm no. like, oh, but they're so fun. <laughs> <laughs> like today they were <laughs> screaming at us and their high chairs, they both wanted to get out and they were like yelling like, God, mama, but they were somehow harmonizing. Like I wish I had <laughs> got my phone out, but they were <laughs> literally harmonizing and Brandon like... <laughs> He just turned around, like, wide-eyed at me, and he was like, it's so loud, but it's so cool. I was like, I know. <laughs> and there was one point today where they were both in their high chairs wanting to get out after lunch or something, and they were just going, ma, 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 like, <laughs> alternating. I was just like, oh, my God. It's so much noise. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's so fun. Okay, well, you go have fun with Avery and oh, car. Thanks. Oh, <laughs> thank so you. Fun. I love cars. <laughs> You got so another side story. Brandon had a '67 Mustang when we got married. Mm-hmm. He bought it when he was like 16, and he was fixing it up, and it still didn't run. It was just sitting at his parents' house. I'm so tired. Sorry. <laughs> it was sitting at his parents' house or his grandparents' house, and finally he decided, like on his own, because I never would have pushed him to do it. He decided to sell it, like before we moved from here last, yeah. and. It was just like the saddest thing. So I keep telling him, I'm like, okay, when the kids are in college, we can buy your Mustang. But he wants like an old Mustang that he can fix yeah. up. He doesn't want like a, you know, he wants something that he can work with with his hands. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I love seeing Avery work on his old beater car. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious because yesterday he put it on Craigslist. But now again today, he's back down there working on it. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, he, so is he going to try to like, like, fix her up her cars we we don't know he was telling my dad the other day he was like i found out that i love maintaining cars 
but I don't like repairing cars. And this one takes a lot more repairing than it does maintaining. Maintaining, yeah. 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 So, so, I don't know. We will see. To be yeah. continued. Well, yeah. And it's, it can become a money pit real fast. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, we only bought it for 400 So, you know, oh, they, oh, got, they can go. build up a little bit. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Slowly. Yeah, yeah. Up. Yeah, because Brandon will like he'll like be on Craigslist and he'll be like, I found a Mustang. I'm like, you just sold that one three years ago. Yep. Like, <laughs> yeah. You don't need to buy your Mustang right now. Let's wait till all the kids are in college. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right. You have a good night. Thanks, you too. Yeah, I'll talk to you later. So she is on Instagram. You can search Meg's. You can search Meg's one five five three. She is Megan Wells. She's got her own photography business. So that's on Instagram as well. And She's just got so much good Catholic knowledge and pro-life and truth bombs. And she is brave for sending out this message to all these millennials. And she's all about true love and sacrifice and love and the treasures that are going to daily mass. And she is just somebody that I promise you, you want to follow. So head over to Instagram and check out Megan. I'll have all the links to everything in the show notes, but this episode is over, but there's lots more content for you to check out on my website. Head over to holyhotmessmom.com for all sorts of downloads, posts, and ridiculous stories, as well as the show notes for today's episode. Don't forget to find me on Instagram and Facebook at holyhotmessmom, as well as in our exclusive mama Facebook group by searching Holy Hot Mess Mamas. That's Holy Hot Mess, M-A-M-A-S. So we can connect, share, encourage, uplift, laugh, and be virtual best friends. Do you have a topic or something you want to hear about on the show? Shoot me an email at podcast at holyhotmessmom.com. I'd love to hear your suggestions. If you like this episode, would you do me a huge favor and head over to your podcast app and give us a rating and review so that more ladies can find our podcast. The more great reviews we have, the wider we reach with our support, tips, laughs, and encouragement. I would really appreciate it. Until next time.